Well, I am delighted. And do you know what, guys? I've got my vodka and orange and a big bugger as well. And I can't wait for this interview. This interview is going to be really interesting because I'm going to ask the questions that many of the people out there would probably possibly love to ask, but also people that actually gossip and don't ask the person to their face. Those people, I think, are very weak. However, I'm not. So I'm going to be asking a lot of questions tonight to the one and only, the man you can see in the window there, Mr. Alex... Well, I don't know what to call him. Do I call him Dr. Jonathan Royal? Alex William Smith? Who knows? Alex. Hi, know, Steve. Mate, listen, you don't think hypnosis is real. Does that make you a fraud? Well, no, I mean, it, it, it's a definition thing, isn't it? I, 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 if, if, if it was me that had uh, invented the name hypnosis, then one could argue it made me a fraud. Sadly, it, well, or, or gladly it wasn't. It was um, somebody else. And that's the label it's been given. And the best way to be able to jump on in a positive fashion somebody's preconceived ideas, beliefs and expectancies and to amplify them and therefore to be able to emotionally and psychologically steer them to get the results they want, which is all hypnosis really is, combined with placebo, is to use the labels that they already know. So to take them through a process they recognize, perceive, expect and believe to be hypnosis is a damn sight easier if you use the label of being a hypnotist and saying you use hypnosis rather than telling them it's nothing like they've been lied to for years and misled by people who've been brainwashed into believing there's some special state when actually the weight of evidence proves there isn't. Is there any science at all that you would accept reinforces the efficacy of hypnosis? Well, the fact is there'll be people out there throwing and go, what does these brainwave patterns that show that there's a distinct state for hypnosis? Guess what? You can get the same bloody brainwave patterns through pure suggestion because hypnosis is purely suggestion. It's not a, it's not a special state. It's manipulated. You can't possibly split the moment you test something in any manner there is automatically a level of suggestion involved it doesn't matter how much you make it double blind triple blind or whatever the process itself is a suggestion and any so-called brainwave patterns you are seeing are merely the reaction to suggestion it actually amplifies and proves what i said all along the actual science i believe is the science that shows for example the power of the pygmalion effect the idea that if a human being knows that someone believes in them, they're more likely to believe them in them in, in themselves. Just, just, just let me hold you there because I mm -hmm. think that's a really, really important point. Um, what, what, what's it called again, Alex? I always say it wrong. My wife tells me, but it's uh, the Pygmalion effect. P Y G A M. Typing Google suggested okay, Pygmalion okay, effect. Okay. It's the fact that a human being when they know the people believe in them and have faith in them, is more likely to achieve what they want to achieve. So going to the perceived authority figure, the therapist, and that therapist demonstrating in them a faith and a confidence and a certainty that this is going to work and that that person, the client, is going to be capable of achieving X, Y, Z, enhances their ability that they always had themselves, but enhances that ability because they come to believe it's possible for themselves, which triggers off then, for which there is loads of scientific evidence as well, the Galatea effect or Galatea effect, G-A-L-A-T-E-A. -E 
which is when the individual believes in themselves, they are more likely to get at the outcome they want. Yeah. We combine and with... I, sorry, and I have, to, I have to say, with what, what, what you've been saying in relation to that, and I'll say this to the audience, I absolutely, certainly in the world of weight loss, I, I absolutely get and agree with. Because actually, quite often, I will work with a client, in fact, more, more times than ever now, and don't do any close your eyes and listen to me talk to your head. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that bit about someone believing that you believe in them is very powerful. It's, it's one of the big keys. So the, the Pygmalion is you transmitting the fact you believe in them so that they come to believe in themselves. The Galatea is when that's kicked in and they believe in themselves. We add to that an important semen ritualistic process, whether that be an eyes closed, apparent induction, or a tippy-tappy, or an eye-wiggly-wiggly-wiggly, um, all of which are just procedural bullshit to give them something to focus on and believe what in. What do you say, though? Let me challenge you here, because what do you mm -hmm. say to all of the studies the is it pubmed i think it's pubmed studies, yeah. for example that reinforced that hypnosis actually was the difference that made the difference well they're all fundamentally flawed because all of their studies within themselves by virtue of being a study as i said before i've got an inbuilt suggestion what people are actually reacting to is suggestion pure and simple which some who understand what hypnosis truly is would say well that means it's proven that hypnosis works and in that context Yes, but not in the way they put it across incorrectly because they don't actually understand how simple what hypnosis really is. Yeah, and okay. Th there is another missing point. So we've got Pygmalion, oh. Galatea, uh, important semen ritualistic process, uh, which helps to kick in a placebo trigger that acts as the placebo if trigger, which kicks in the placebo effect, the two different things. But we also add to that, um maybe the totem effect which is giving them something to believe in which could be the audio cd or the usb stick with the backup session on uh that becomes like the lucky charm if you like and also there's the hawthorne effect which is that we give we tell them or a therapist who really wants to get great results would tell them that we're going to check in on them in a couple of weeks or that they join a, a facebook group for patients so that they're be, being held accountable they know they're being observed because studies show that people who know they're being held accountable and observed are more likely to stick to and things. i have to say i have to say i'm going to support alex on this because with weight loss, uh, obviously, which is my niche I'm renowned for, mm. um, clients know that I'm keeping in touch with them most days. And it does make a massive difference, a massive difference. But I want to come on to something else now about you as a person, because I often think people don't really understand you, if I'm totally honest. And you you poke and you um, you have a lot to say all of that are you attention seeker an attention seeker of course i am tell me more it, about what that well, means depends, well depends what context you mean yeah if you mean attention seeking for the um for the sake of attention seeking then no i seek attention to spread a message whatever that context that that is being uh, pushed forward in so in certain arenas that would be to help certain nature of clients or to attract clients for cert with certain issues 
are in the terms of hypnotherapy groups talking in the sense of what we're doing right now uh it's on two levels one well, probably more than two. One, uh, because I have got a, a what I feel truly is a massively important message to spread, a message so important that unlike anyone else out there, I will put my money where my mouth is and offer a money-back guarantee that no one offers anything remotely close to. Mm. Um, two, the only way that you make money in this world is to... Shout from the treetops how fucking good you are. But well, it helps if you've got other people saying that as well, which I've got far more of them, thankfully, than the people shouting what a why do you think horrible why do you, rude words? Yeah, and I and I, I and I am I want everyone to know that this this interview tonight, by the way, are questions that Alex has not heard, right? And um mm. but, and, and I am as an interviewer, I'm always really fair. And I think I think on that point, Alex, you've got a, you have got a point. Why do you think so many not not so many that's over the top, but why do you think some people in the inverted commas hypnosis profession attack you? Well, you know the the, the ones that do mainly are either other people who run courses, um, because the fact is ninety eight percent of the courses out there are crap. And um, what, what, where's your evidence to say they're crap? Well, the evidence is that the vast majority of courses on this planet I have either studied um, or I have taught people who have only then become successful after they've done training with me and then ends actually started having the confidence, certainty, conviction to be able to go out so, and start so are, making so, money. So, Who've done other courses no, 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 before. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you're, are you saying that everyone's rubbish except for you? 98.9% recurring of the people <laughs> teaching <laughs> hypnosis, whether it's stage hypnosis or hypnotherapy, yeah. I have arguably taught more people, and the evidence to prove that is on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com. Check it out for yourself, people. I have taught more people who are working successful stage hypnotists, filling five-star cruise ships, theatres around the world and doing TV shows than any other living stage hypnosis trainer. I've taught more people who use labels such as hypnotherapist, life coach, there's numerous different labels, but the mind therapy side of things who are regularly appearing in the media, on television, seeing celebrity clients, going into corporate companies what and actually to, making what, a six-figure income. Yeah, we could we could all say what you're saying right now. Good, so, but the evidence is on no, 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 hang, hang on, hang on. Go on. So what do you say to those people shouting at the screen right now that say, of course he's going to say this bollocks. There's no evidence of that. Is there evidence? Of course there is. It's all on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com. I make it dead easy for people. In fact, I make it even easier because I want them to question it because when they question it, when they go to somewhere like ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, before they do and check out what I present and on there's a link to my career resume where they'll read things and go, he's claiming he's done that. He's claiming he's had a therapeutic encounter with uh, um Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal to promote the film, analyze that, and that he was the only British hypnotherapist featured in USA Today. Bullshit, they think. Because the stuff that I've done year after year throughout my career that sounds like I must be talking shite. Surely nobody can have done all that stuff. Well, 
the fact is, yeah, I have, and not because I'm special, because I use certain steps that I teach people, and that's why I give the kind of guarantee that I do. But I also have another website, hypnotismexposed.co.uk, that lists 10 questions you must ask any, and that includes me, any hypnosis, hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, call it what you want, Tibetan mind control, tapping eye, winky wankiness, whatever type trainer, before you ever spend a single penny with any of them. And that can one of those... A, and on, a, on a practical level, Alex, yeah. if, can you give us a couple of examples of the types of questions you recommend? Yeah, firstly, but well, well, it's not just questions, it's recommendations of what to do. Firstly, you ask them for proof of people they've taught who are being massively successful. And just a handful, you know, six or a dozen uh, results of apparent successful students over 10 or 20 years, it's frankly piss poor and a waste of time. And yet a lot of people get clouded by, oh, look at these people. They've managed to, no, that, that's shite. I deal, with, I, I, I deal with more than that in a year. You, you, you want evidence of people they've taught who are massively successful in the arena. Um, you, want, um, you want written, provable, traceable, so you can contact the people independently, testimonials. You want, uh, ideally, proof that you can go and check that, you know, that, that their students using these things have been in newspapers, on television, or treated these clients. You need a tangible proof and evidence. It's not good them just saying they've done X, Y, Z. They need to be able to back it up and prove it. And it's easier than ever these days to find out if someone's bullshitting, as long as you get off your backside and take mm. a little bit of time, as I advise on hypnotismexposed.co.uk, to check it out. Yeah, it's arguable that you bullshitted when you said you were Dr. Jonathan Royal. What would you say to that? Well, I am. The fact is, as is fully explained on my career resume, the link to which you'll find on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, in the early 90s, I became an ordained reverend of the Universal Life Church in America, which means that I'm fully legally licensed to do all religious ceremonies in America except for circumcisions. But hey, that's no skin off my nose. Um, but seriously, um, I am entitled to do wedding stuff in America, in most states. And also then after that, I be, I, I'm now legally uh, an archbishop of the Universal Life Church. And I, along the way, got a PhD, a Doctor of Philosophy degree in um, divinity from the Universal Life Church. And I also have got doctorate say, degrees would, and other things. Yeah, some would say that, okay, fair enough, in the world of the church or whatever it is, but why use it in the context of hypnotherapy and advertising yourself as a hypnotist? Because I legally can, because I, I'm not, as long as if anyone asks, I tell them categorically where that degree comes from, which I do, and the fact that it's an honorary causes religious degree, which again I do and have never hidden. It's fully stated on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and hypnotismexposed.com, all over the place. It's the easiest thing to find. Then I am not breaking any laws and it's fully legal for me to use the title doctor. In fact, there are no laws do you not, do against... You not, do you not think it's unethical? No, 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 no. Do you know what? It, it helps amplify the placebo uh, um, psychological expectation of things working when clients... Yeah, and I like to I like to be balanced here because I, I I when I first came across you years ago, I was like, 
oh my god this guy is this and he's saying this and he's saying that and i was kind of whoa 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 here but what you're just about to explain in terms of the placebo in terms of it doing harm i can't see it doing any harm actually it can i can see it potentially doing po a positive in terms of placebo perception or whatever you want to call it, you know? There you go. You've, you've just explained it. It can't yeah. do any negatives. It only does positive. The only negative it could possibly do uh, is, to me, where somebody goes and sees that it's an honorous cause, a religious degree, which I openly admit, and the odd person would think, oh, he's trying to deceive us. And you know what? That isn't the kind of client I want anywhere. But the clients yeah. I want are the ones who fully buy in to the environment and the psychological illusion show that I'm going to present to them in a the little theatre in my consulting room. Um, because I'm going to use every trick in that book to make sure that their belief and expectancy is so heightened before they even log on to Zoom or step into that room that they're 98% cured before I say a word to them. Yeah, because I, I, legally, you are not lying. That's the key here as well. Precisely. It? Legally, I'm not lying. I have numerous honorous causes, religious degrees from the yeah. Universal Life Church and other religious organizations, as fully explained on my uh, career resume, the link to which is on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, that fully, legally, lawfully allow me to use the title doctor and also, because I've got a Doctor of Philosophy degree, entitled me to use PhD if I so desire, as fully explained at those links. There is nothing illegal about that. But just for the record, even if I didn't have those, I could still call myself Doctor mm. uh, because there is, in England, no, no. protection on the title. You can yeah. use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and what frustrates me, and I, I get this, and, and people watching, I want you to know, I wouldn't use the term doctor. However, I've opened my mind to this guy and I kind of get it. Is he doing harm to uh, to clients? No, not at all. And I think that is, that's the key with me. Um, why do you think so many people hate you? There's, uh, there's, there's a few reasons. One, to some across, uh, I just come across an egotistical, arrogant cunt, excuse the language. And there's probably good reason for that because I am an egotistical, arrogant cunt. Uh, but with good reason, because the fact is I've been there, done it and worn out the T-shirt more times than most people ever have or ever will. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, master, the master as they say in martial arts, the master has failed more times than the student ever has or will in order to gain that level of expertise to be able to pass it on to the student. Um, or from the other perspective, it's because I shake their world. I tell that too many therapists are like what Sick Mind Fraud said, searching for answers to their own problems, and they still haven't. And inside, they think they've got some special skill because they've got this bit of paper and they're a member of a boys' club. And I come along and tell them hypnosis is bullshit. It's a psychological con game. It's emotional and psychological manipulation. Nothing else. It what does would you, not. What would you say? Let, let, let me ask you this. Mm. So, what would you say, people watching this, that actually say, "I feel really deflated at the moment because I was listening, and now he's telling me that all that training I did was a load of old bollocks." 
Pro the chances are that you probably have done one of the courses that falls in the 98%. If it, and I can give you the clues to look at. If the person teaching you told you you cannot make people say or do things that contradict the morals of their values. If the person teaching you said it wasn't possible to do things like you see in films, turning someone into a mind-controlled assassin. If the person teaching you said that all stage hypnosis was fake and people just playing along, then or that it's bad for the hypnotherapy industry, then guess what? You did do, do a shit course. And the best thing you could do is go to ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and learn properly. Like um, the top 5% in the industry, the largest percentage of which I either originally taught or, and here's the thing, I didn't teach them all. Of course I didn't, because there's people in this industry who are at the top who were doing it years ago. But just go and check out the people who come to me for coaching and mentoring. Look at the people who've licensed uh, scripts I've written for them. Um, it's clearly there on my career resume. You can see the front cover. The, Carl Smith um, would say, no, no, let me let me ask you this, where you mentioned the word scripts. Uh, Carl Smith, for example, is on the record of saying mm. scripts are a waste of time. You seem to be using the word. Scripts, another word for a, 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 if you go in a thesaurus, is structure. If you do not have structure of some sort, then you are frankly doing you, yourself and your clients a disservice because surely you should have structured things so your marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion creates the right expectation and belief in the client. You should have your consulting room looking the right way. Every single thing you say from the moment they log on Zoom or step through your consulting room door should be said with a conviction, a certainty, a confidence, a charisma, you could argue as well, with a purposeful intent of guiding them to get the outcome they're paying you money for. If you just totally improvise it, well, many will go, but you know, I totally improvise it, no script, no structure, which means I'm a much better therapist. No, what it means is you're, an, you're the egotistical twat not me, because you're prepared to risk giving 100% the best possible therapy session to each and every client. In the same way as those therapists who bang on, I've seen 35, 45, 50 clients this week. Well, fuck you. I wouldn't come near you with a sweaty barge pole for therapy. You know why? Because there is no fucking way on this planet that you can have given yourself a big enough rest period between each client to be fully energized enough to give them 100%. And I would say you are the unethical, immoral bastards, not yeah. someone who has a set structure and um, puts a limit of, say, no more than four clients a day. So Maximum. So, so, so you can have so a gap in between. Your passion's coming through beautifully. So do you, do you say to those people that may be watching this that say... I keep, you know, I'm quite new. I use a script and p some people would say, oh, you're, you know, you shouldn't be using scripts. Would you reassure them that it's okay to use a script? Of course it's okay to use a script. The only different, the only real different, but as long as your script's a good one, you might have a crap script and that might not be, you know, might contribute to why you don't get as good a results as you could have. Um, however, as long as you still deliver it, you deliver it. Uh, you're better off having, here's the thing. I have got arguably the best script on the planet, a structure called Complete Mind Therapy. You can learn about it, that's like I said before. However, if that is not delivered with conviction, charisma, 
confidence, certainty and other things in place, it may as well be written in dog shit. It'll be useless, even though it is the best script on the planet. By the same token, you could give me the crappy script on the planet that you purposely written to be shite, and I will deliver it in a manner that will get better yes, results than most therapists. Yes, and I think that is the difference that makes the difference. And that, by the way, everybody, is what Event 22 is all about. Yep. The theatre of the mind. Someone's actually commenting. That's not actually what Carl says, though. His issue is with people who recite word for word in monotone scripts written by someone else without actually tailoring them to the client. Well, actually, well, you don't need say, to tailor what them. I, what I know, what I would say to the, the person stating that is that Carl does support Burn Your Scripts Day. So I'm not so sure, but fair point. Alex. You don't need you don't need to tailor them anyway. Not well, not if you use my complete mind therapy script. It's that good that <laughs> British television, that British Alex, television life Alex, coaches, the Alex. Speakman's licensed it from me because it's so bloody effective. Alex, mm -hmm. you post a lot of links. It pisses people off. Why? It makes sales as well. Why? Do you know what? Years ago, I mean decades ago, I met Yuri Geller in person for the first time. And we were having a brew, a book signing in Birmingham. And uh, he said to me, Alex, my real name, he said, young Alex, some advice for you. He said, be controversial. Upset people. You'll make more money. You'll get better results. The fact is, I upset a lot of people. But you know what? At the end of the day... When they needed a, a product that was going to work, an audio treatments CD, uh, Speakman's licensed my complete mind therapy script, as have many other uh, media uh, celebrity status, life coaches and hypnotherapists around the world over the years. When they require help with promoting their events or, or stuff, who did they come to, uh, you know, behind the scenes for advice? Moi. Some of them I can name, and they are named on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com on my, on my CV. Others I've got non-disclosure agreements with. But when they've then gone and lied about me on social media, as some of them have, they've broken non-disclosure agreements, which has meant I've then been able to put onto the photo album section of my Facebook profile screenshots and evidence that show their bullshit as liars and posters of defamatory bullshit. Um, and that in actual fact, I advised them, coached them, mentored them, and got them to where they are. It brings me on to something that <clears throat> I've got to be honest with everybody, I think is shallow and very short-sighted and very submissive in a very negative way. I think people are quite scared of having you at their conferences. Why do you think that is? Come out the floor with all of them. That's, What's that mean? Um, I, I've forgotten more than most than all of the other speakers at the event combined ever will. And that sounds egotistical and arrogant, but the difference is, why do they not offer a full one-year 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee on their training courses? Why do they not guarantee that their students will earn at least 
£12,000 United Kingdom sterling bottom line profits. That's after expenses are taken out for advertising and everything. At least £12,000 sterling more profits after taking their course than they did before. Why do they not offer them a full one year satisfaction money back guarantee that the techniques will work? Because they haven't got the balls to, because what they teach is the same old regurgitated crap that fulfills the criteria of the syllabus for the General Hypnotherapy Standards Council or GHR or other such bullshit body that means nothing in the real world to real clients anyway. You can still get ridiculously cheap insurance when you remember my boot camp. I've arranged it. You can still have fancy logos for your website that where you want, you know, you can say you're a member of the Association of Complete Mind Therapists. It's got a much better logo than all the other winky wanky boys clubs. And guess what? You don't have to pay any yearly fees to be a member. All you have to do is agree to abide by standard health and safety and duty of care and GDPR and normal criminal and civil laws to keep your clients safe well i i have to say and i'm gonna blow smoke up your ass and i don't care if people quote me and take the piss out of that statement in fact i encourage them to um that actually i'm really proud to have you as my our keynote speaker at event 22. i i i, I must admit over the years over the last few years i pushed um i'm sure i have i pushed for you to be you know, involved in other conferences. And I've you never, yeah. ever, I've never received this sort of, in the UK, I've never received this sort of welcome to that suggestion. And I think you're right. I think those people, I think they're short-sighted. I think they're nervous. I think that they may be outshone. I don't know. But in I, 60 I, minutes, I, I, I can say, blow up. Hang on, I Go have on. to say, I have to say, that though anyone that's nervous of you speaking at a conference need to question their own professionality, if that's a fucking word. Because they need to actually, take my course. Because that is they don't know hypnosis most. Because of them. I actually agree you have so much to offer that I find it very short-sighted. And I think I find it very judgmental, to be honest. And I thought we shouldn't be judgmental, but hey ho bunch of insecure uh, knobheads the vast majority um because the thing is anything that would go against their belief that all those hours and hundreds of hours of training that they've done and spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pounds upon um to give them these bits of paper and the yearly fees to pay anything that blows that out of the water and says it's all bullshit. It's got nothing to do with wiggling your finger in front of their eyes like that. It doesn't matter where you bloody well tap them. It doesn't really matter what you bloody say to them once their eyes are closed. It's just all bullshit in a process. And when you understand fully what hypnosis truly is and how it truly works, and I genuinely, uh, and that's, and I, as I said, it's with a money back guarantee, my elite hypnosis boot camp teaches what hypnosis really is in a manner that I defy anyone, anyone to prove listen, is incorrect. And now, uh, people out there, what I would say to you, if you've been sort of cynical of Alex or, you know, not liked him or you've been dramatic like... You don't have to like me, that's the thing. Is, hang on, is can... This is a message to the audience. Can you now understand why 
I, number one, rate this individual. And number two, absolutely first choice as the keynote speaker at event 22. I want to come on to some question, other questions. Can I just say, some of the people I've learned most from over the years as human beings, I hate. And I've met them as human beings and they are complete and not to see you next Tuesdays. Yeah. That I would never normally associate with. But in terms of their areas of expertise in marketing, advertising, publicity, or promotion, I've studied with them because they are experts in their field. And I've taken what they've taught me and used it and adapted it to the world of therapy. And then I teach that to my students so that they don't leave my boot camp wondering how to make a bloody living. And there are, just, just to say, there are comments coming through, guys, and um, I can see the comments coming through. Alex will answer the comments after. I will. Uh, I just haven't got a, I will happily you, answer you them. You can't see them at the moment. Oh, so I won't be able to answer them in the um, in the group until, <laughs> until uh, Tuesday next week. Um, he, well, he, well, I'll look at them, and what I'll do is I'll look at them, that. and I'll make a video in the morning answering all the comments that are underneath, and then I'll put that video on my wall and tag Steve, and Steve will share it into the group so Thank that everyone you. will see the answers yeah. to the questions. I need to ask you something that's very sensitive, okay. and it is a Go question, which is, and I know that you're aware of this because I asked your permission to send this via email today, have you ever used hypnosis for the purpose of having sex with women? In the way that, sadly, the vast majority of the so-called hypnotherapy profession perceive hypnosis to be, then the answer would be no. In the way that I teach what hypnosis is, then every male or female on this planet who has entered into the dating world or the world of, um, well, yeah, the world of dating, who has ever flirted with anyone, who has ever spoken to a member of the opposite sex with an intention in their mind of getting them to know them better, has arguably been using hypnosis. Where does this, I mean, I don't know where this comes from for me to ask you that question. Was it a media thing or something? Yeah, it's um, Rupert Murdoch's um, um, ridiculous current bond, the Sun newspaper in England in 1994, January 94, ran an article headline, Dirty Trancing, we expose evil hypnotist who lures women into, spellbound women into bed. And what they did was take a routine in my comedy stage hypnosis show that they witnessed where I asked a woman what, who their favourite film star was. And they might have said Richard Gere. And I went, sleep in a few moments' time when I awaken you. You'll believe that I am the man of your dreams, Richard Gere. And the more I click my fingers like that, the more you're madly, passionately and deeply falling in love with me. Not yet if you understand. And they did. I wake them up and did end up grabbing hold of me, going to kiss me and then to sleep. And I, I'd have whispered in their ear, stage whispered, move your head down my body. And they'd start moving their head down my body and I'd suddenly go asleep and stop them when their head was just above my belly button. Visually, it gave the impression to the audience, well, that they may have done something if I hadn't have stopped them. A visual gag in an adults only show, everyone knew what was going on. No sexual contact took place. However, 
when this gets written up by the Sun newspaper, they write it up as law after the show. I hit to find out who women's favourite film stars are and uh, make them believe it to get them into bed, which was complete not a nonsense. Now, I did supply them with a, uh, a model who I paid, an actress, for the storyline angle of having the best sex of her life under hypnosis, fully consensual. But this was just a made-up, uh, you know, PR stunt. Unfortunately, they didn't print a single word she said. They made up all her quotes. Now, lots of people might be thinking, well, they can't just do that and get away with it, can they? Well, yes, they can. Because back in the early 90s, you could not get no win, no fee or conditional fee agreements um, or affordable uh, libel or defamation lawyers in any manner. You needed at least in the region of 25 to 50 grand to put down and risk straight away to be able to sue the newspapers. And they knew that. So they knew they could get away with printing whatever they wanted. And that's where it stems from. On the back of that, because it, it come across the badly, sun, the, 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 I released the sun, a book. The Sun would disagree with you, of course. They would, they... but I'm currently suing Rupert Murdoch. Um, okay, let's, let's put that aside because we don't want no legal issues coming in. There's no legal issues. It's on circusofthemind.net. Okay. All the evidence is there. I have proof beyond my any reasonable blunt, doubt he had my, my blunt, phone and drugged me. No, my blunt question is, mm -hmm. have you ever hypnotised a woman to have sex with her and had the sex? Not in the way that the vast majority of people in the hypnotherapy will believe hypnosis is. In the context of flirting with somebody, communicating, when you flirt, flirt, you use different voice tones, you use body language, you use proximity, and if the person's comfortable, you may push your wine glass even closer to their side of the table, and if it remains there in the door, push it back, you may put it closer, and there's certain eyes. All of these are things that when you understand it, are used within therapy. When you actually understand hypnosis doesn't exist in the way people think it does. Yeah, so what you're saying is... Everyone who flirted we, we, with someone what has... You're, what, you're say, what you're saying is that, you know, we, we all flirt, we all use different body language, we all use our gestures, we all use our voice, we all use our humour, all of those sorts of things to flirt and create a bond and ultimately that can result in the you know what the buckle my shoe and and if you are good at, if you that's are aware of um if you're you know if you're aware of body language more than the average person then mm. it can speed up the number of dates you need with somebody before they feel comfortable enough mm. that they want and desire you to that level yes and and the one thing that gets me with this sort of discussion is you I, I you see everybody everyone watching this i know alex and i know how ethical he is and trust me he is seriously ethical right um and i know that you would not ever 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 <laughs> do that 
I, and that, that's the bit I just don't. I get the thing, and I get it. I get all that. But in fact, I protected as people can see if they go to ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and where it says my resume, click on that, which will take them. Oh, actually, no. Today I redirected the domain name, but the domain name runs out on the third of August, twenty twenty-two. But up until then, the quicker way of getting to my CV career resume just to go to fivestarhypnosis.com and on that page you'll see an article from the news of the world newspaper this is one of the rare articles the news of the world printed that actually contained truth honesty facts and reality sadly the majority of what they ever printed was bullshit manufactured with no validation in truth whatsoever uh, which is why i'm suing them um but I was approached by a private investigator um, oh, a little over a decade ago now who wanted to pay me a sizable figure, I'm talking thousands and thousands of pounds, to hypnotize a, a, a lady's client's ex-girlfriend under the pretext of giving her more confidence or whatever scenario it was, but to then hypnotize her to get back with her ex who she'd left and escaped from. And I turned this down. And this was more money than most people would earn in a year as a therapist, okay? I turned it down, but I then heard from one of my students that um, they'd been contacted by this person. So I then got someone else, said they'd had an email from the person, so I told them to get tell them to contact me again, which the person did, and I, they upped their money, and I turned it down, but I said I'd get somebody for them because I said, you can't really afford me. I made it along those lines, which was bullshit. The money would have been nice, but ethics do, you know, protecting people did come first. So what I did is I got one of my students, Chris Lee, um, one of the busiest working stage hypnotists in England, to front this, to be the front man, for two reasons. One, because basically I knew the only newspaper I could involve that had the resources and the ability to pull off this would be the news of the world. Um, and although back in 1998, I tried to expose their fake Sheikh Mazamamoud and was successful to a degree, as explained on circusofthemind.net, um, I knew that because I was almost successful in entirely exposing him then, sadly it took until recent years for the real truth to come out, that they would not want me to be the frontman hypnotist who went in because they couldn't be seen to be dealing with me. So I was the backroom boy, the hypnotic advisor for this. And the article can be seen on fivestarhypnosis.com. We saved this woman because if I would not stepped in and engineered that situation so that the private investigator and his client thought they'd got the result, they would have kept searching and searching until they found somebody. And sooner or later, they would have, I'm sure, have found somebody with no ethics, no morals, no values, who does know the techniques that I know and teach my clients, namely that you can make people do things that contradict their morals and their values. You can turn people into mind-controlled assassins and a whole bunch of other things um, mm. and stuff. So, yeah. Um, okay. okay. I want to I move on. What... Um, what would you say to the people that, um, I, I, well, I, I'll ask it from my perspective. I understand that you went on Kilroy and you got your trousers and yeah. you made a big splash. Uh, no, I didn't ejaculate. And 
no, no, no. splash. There was no big splash. Yeah. Is that because you're just an attention seeker? It made me a lot of money, is one answer. I was young, immature and stupid, um, is the fact at the time. That's one thing I would probably have done very differently. Um, but there again, they say hindsight's a wonderful thing. But that was close towards the end. Would that you do was... it again, Alex? Would you do it again? Not now. Definitely not now. But there's lots of things I wouldn't do now that I would have done when I was young, free and single and didn't have a wife and daughter. Yeah. Um, but also I was leading up to... That happened in early 98 and, well, no, very start of 98. And then in late March 98 is when it all came to a head. Because I'd had about three or three years of scamming literally hundreds of television and radio shows around the world with dozens of names, disguises. A lot of them were hypnosis, me actually genuinely curing people's fears, phobias. But then I did a load of nonsense stuff as well. And I did it on purpose with the end aim of being able to expose the fact that the media industry is full of bullshit and they don't care about facts, reality and truth, the majority of them. They just care about viewing figures and selling newspapers and making money. And that is all came to a head when I um, attempted to expose Mazama Moods. And everybody, I, I remember, do you know what, every, this is message for the audience, I remember Alex popping up on my screen in the 1990s on Central Weekend and thinking... I was on there regularly, yeah. You were on there regularly, and I thought, what a cocky little bugger. <laughs> but I actually quite liked him, and there was just something quite, I don't know, endearing that was there that I could find. Um, one of the things I want to ask now, though, is you went to prison, mm -hmm. and whatever for you know for whatever reason guilty not guilty whatever whatever you met a serial killer harold i met shipman. numerous serial killers you did. just one of them harold shipman mm -hmm. you needed to get him to back off i guess tell me about it well back off's probably a bit strong because i mean obviously you've got the screws or the prison officers uh there but there were in general it wasn't just harold shipman there were, the, the, he was he's a serial killer and he was there on remand yes in strange ways um what i did not just with harold but with um basically everybody that i had to associate with for 60 minutes a day because we were banged up 21 hours but 60 minutes we had to go out in association this is when you're in danger especially when you're on the induction wing to explain yes. for anyone who's not been to prison the induction wing is where in the cell next to you could be a serial murderer two cells down could be someone who has uh, a serial child rapist we are talking about the lowest of the law the idea of the induction wing is you're only supposed to be on there for a few days and then they assess what level of risk you are and you yeah. get put on a wing. So because I was in for an apparent fraud offence, delivery of counterfeit coins to do with the News of the World article, all explained at circusofthemind.net. And just for the record, I was in the Royal Courts of Justice in January, sadly uh, appealing this, but sadly because it's so many years down the line, they refused to give me permission to appeal, meaning that I have 
to send it, had to send it, and I already have sent it, to the Criminal Cases Review Commission. But I do have all the evidence I need to get it overturned. It's just a waiting game. So I will have these convictions revoked. It's just a matter of time. They should never have happened in the first place. But nonetheless, I ended up in there. I should have been put on a, a wing with just, you know, people who've done check card fraud and, you know, not danger to society people. Yeah. But strange ways, it was notoriously overcrowded. And they had nowhere to move us. So for weeks, I was on this induction wing. And there are weapons on the induction wing. There's a pool table, would you believe, with a pool cue and pool balls. There's, there's, there's darts and a dartboard. You're letting, you're letting unhinged members of society play darts and pool. In the sort of, you, it's scary. Plus, people have got fists and all this. So I... I, I was frankly shitting myself, and I, I, I wasn't shitting myself that Harold Shipman was going to come up and, um, you know, inject me, uh, which at that point it was a case of he allegedly done to other people. We now know he was found guilty. He was just on remand at the time. But I, I, I want, I, I, it was just a matter of course, treating everyone the same. I assumed that everyone was a danger to me because I didn't know if they were a child rapist, uh, a serial killer. I mean, I did with Shipman, but with most of them, I didn't know if they were a serial killer, uh, in for an assault thing, a drugs thing, or whatever. So I constantly used the skills I'd honed over the years um, in real life to take advantage, if you like, to, to put myself in a, a, a perceived position where they wouldn't want to attack me or it would confuse yeah. and disorientate them. Yeah. So I pattern interrupted. For example, with Harold Shipman, the first thing I did when I met him was go up to him where we stood, say, hi, nice to meet you, doctor, and put the emphasis on doctor, Shipman. Because you see, in prison, everyone just gets called by the last name or some sort of, um, or the prisoner number, or some sort of nickname. If you've got ginger hair, you're going to be ginger nuts or whatever. He, the last thing he expected was another inmate to call him yeah. Dr. Shipman. That yeah. was an immediate pattern interrupt straight away. I knew that. Whereas with the other um, inmates who I didn't know what their particular offence was, actually going up to them and asking them, what's your name? And they instinctively if they'd been in the prison regime before, refer to themselves by their surname. Because like on my door, it said Smith, DW4664, my prisoner number and surname. But obviously, I'm called Alex. And I'd introduce myself. I said, well, I'm Alex. I know it says Smith on there, but Alex is my first name. What's your name? People didn't tend to ask them that. So that in itself, arguably, was a pattern interrupt. Yeah, they weren't yeah I get that. It. I get it. I get it. It must have been quite creepy seeing him. Uh, it was, um, because to be honest, although I'd, I'd seen in the news that he'd been charged and stuff, I actually then lost track of what was going on in the news. Yeah. And I knew that he wasn't going to be going on trial for a long time. That's all I knew. And then suddenly I'm face to face with him because I didn't realise that they'd banged him up on remand waiting I, I kind of thought that maybe he might just get really strict bail conditions mm. um so yeah it, it, it was a shock to the system but not so much of a shock to the system as it was being told that um 
you're going to be on the induction week for weeks and weeks because uh, we're overcrowded. Oh, and by the way, even worse news for you. You know, the idea is that after a few days, you get put on a wing with people of your same risk level. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, and then you get found out to a prison that's more relevant to you. So in my case, it'd be an open prison. I was pre-approved for an open prison. I was supposed to have been in an open prison with maybe two weeks at most. It took about a month before I got to an open prison. Um, so, yeah, it was. And you and you fight on and you fight your innocence. And by the way, my, my, my innocence isn't in question. It's, it's, no, it's, no. It's, the in, no, let me let me explain to the mm -hmm. audience if, if people don't know you this was about some counterfeit coins and whatever they um, weren't mine by the way but and you, you know the the case goes on and alex continues to uh, move forward legally with uh the goal of clearing his name and some of you may have seen him in the press and uh in the national news actually uh as he pursues that as well now i want to ask you something else um mm -hmm. hi, hi steve a question for alex for tomorrow uh, uh hang on a minute when remove this is a clinical hypnosis okay. question. when removing the addiction phobia or problem do you need to replace it with a positive statement in its place depends what approach you're using but ultimately your approach should either directly be given something to replace positively or it should be structured like my complete mind therapy treatment approaches so that it balances out all of what I call the emotional pillars, which ultimately are the key underlying root cause of any issue any client has. And it doesn't matter when they consciously or unconsciously think their issue was caused, okay? The truth of the matter is, there's a reason why two people from entirely apparently similar backgrounds, both of them get raped. One of them, it totally ruins their life in every possible way. The other carries on as law almost as if nothing happened or goes to the other extreme of, helping victims and helping you know yeah what is the difference the difference is what happened in the formative years from birth up to roughly um teenage years which is then where i believe that we get uh, kind of frozen psychologically we were all kids or teenagers teenagers are still kids and only teenagers seen this won't like it but i'm saying it's the same for me i may be 47 this august but in here I'm pretty much frozen probably at about 13, as we all are, if you're truly honest about it. Um, but it might have been, a, it's a combination of all those years. Now, obviously, if you've got someone coming to you seven years old, then what the underlying root causes happened before then. But the point is, it's every little situation in their life, it's the way they handle it or perceive it, builds up to how they perceive and handle any situation in the future so if they get a chink in their armor of their normal um of those emotional pillars which are, i say are they sound the same but they're all different actually so if they 
don't feel fully loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, yeah. cared for, cherished or valued, that will have a knock-on effect on their self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem and self-control, self-control being willpower. If there's any imbalance in them, that will have a knock-on effect on their self-respect, their self-worth, their self-love and their positive yeah. selfishness, yeah. looking after themselves. And if there's any imbalance in them, that will mean there will be something missing or imbalanced in their self-identity. ID, the id, as Freud would have talked about it, the unconscious. I've got another question from this person as well. Um, if I can find it, here we go. Do you think pre-talk and convincers are as important as the hypnosis session? Uh, more so, but your pre-talk your pre isn't, as most hypnotherapy courses would teach you once you get them in the chair, certainly not if you're doing it the way I teach uh, people, your pre-talk, your pre-convincing is your marketing, advertising, publicity yes, and promotion being done correctly, your social proof, what it says on your website, the testimonials from the other people, is how you deal with them when they contact you to book that session, it's charging a fee that's above average, it's getting them to pay that fee in full before they show up so they've made a firm commitment, it's sending them, in my case I send all clients two, not one, two, and these alone are worth the entrance price of the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, two questionnaires. And they are instructed to fill these in in a very specific manner. One of them they are told they must fill in in a blue pen only. And it must be in their normal handwriting. Cursive normal handwriting. The other one they are told that they must answer all the odd numbered questions in block capital letters. And all the even numbered questions in normal writing. And if they do any of that wrong and fail to return them both via signed for recorded delivery to my office address, even if I'm going to see them on Zoom. I want this sent physically, so I'll email it them, but they have to print it out. They have to go to the effort of printing it out, doing it by hand, sending it through the poll. So they're making a commitment. This is actually doing 98% of the therapy in advance. The questionnaire, the way it's structured, elicits emotions because it asks them about painful things, pleasurable things. The fact is it makes them disassociate from things that they're already getting cured, but they don't realise it. So then by the time it comes to them meeting me on Zoom or walking in through the door, the rest is it's just 2%. It's just giving them permission, an environment to change, permission to change, and allowing them a psychological belief that You've done something that removes from them any self-blame, shame, guilt, regret and remorse for not having got off their ass and sorted themselves out sooner, which okay. they always could have done. And they know that deep down, really. This is, a, this is more of an emotive question. Do you favour exposing the truth over befriending colleagues? I couldn't give it yes. The truth is the truth. The simple fact is, if you are someone who has not got the ability to run your business yourself in a manner where you fear the fact that I tell the truth, hypnosis is purely suggestion. And the fact that I say you can make people do things and say things against their will and moral code. If you, if you disagree with the kind of stuff that's in my documentary, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, which you can watch free now on YouTube, we're taking it off sale and we're giving it away free. We want to spread the truth. If those kind of things rattle your cage, then 
the only way that I actually want to know you as a client is once you've studied my elite hypnosis boot camp and got your head around the fact that you've been brainwashed with bullshit by the person who taught you. If I upset people, and, and yeah, you know what? If someone out there categorically makes misleading false advertising claims, um, like their course is the most comprehensive on the planet and teaches things that no other course does, which someone who I won't give him the oxygen of publicity said recently, and I commented and went, that's not strictly true, is it? Because I helped get you in this business. And um, a lot of what you teach that you claim to be original is modeled from my there's still no such thing as hypnosis seminar my biology of belief training my psychophysical energetic alignment of changing energies and emotions and various other seminars that you were at live because they were running your venue and you've modeled as nlp will copy it and you actually used to credit me i've got that in black and white you used to at every course credit me, but suddenly you've lost the plot. And now you're claiming it's all original to you and that nothing, nobody out there teaches this. Um, and that nothing. Well, the fact is, I bought a challenge out over a year ago when I was interviewed by Greg Bornstein on his Open Loops podcast. And that challenge video. You've is been on. accused. <clears throat> you've been accused recently of being an old has been. What would you say to that? If people want to think that, that's fine. You know what? I'd sooner be a has-been who's been there, done it and worn out the T-shirt numerous times than someone who hasn't got a fucking chance of ever being and is struggling to um, pay the bills and having to beg publicly for donations to try and keep the training school running. Um, for example, and most of these people who criticise me have never achieved anything of real note in the real world. But their CVs don't even come remotely close to what you can check out as being true that you can see on ultimatehypnosiscars.com. So and, and, and people people watching you now would think, what well, they might, they might think, God, he's so bizarre. Yeah, the but I know but but and I know you'd say I know, but I know how generous you are and how loving you are. Do you feel you need to show that more? No, because, you know, here's the thing. Those people that actually make the intelligent decision to join the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, find that out. If what stops them from becoming successful, if what keeps them addicted to going on course after course and spending hundreds and thousands of pounds on courses that will never make them successful, uh, is that they're butt off by my uh, apparent persona, then guess what? They deserve to be unsuccessful. Because as I said before, the best marketing, advertising, publicity and promotional lessons I ever learned that enabled me to effectively semi-retire by the time I was 30 by my own home outright for cash. No mortgages, no loans, went in with a briefcase of cash and paid for it were mainly from people whose human beings um, I didn't like, or at least I thought I didn't like for a long time until I got to know them better after having bit the bullet and just gone and studied with them anyway what would you say to anyone watching this maybe on catch-up even if they said alex you're obviously very very experienced you're a you're a bit of an encyclopedia i say that you are i know it what would you say to the, what advice would you give them in terms of being really good at what they do a proficient hypnotist or hypnotherapist what are the key messages from you um, I've got 
eight fingers, two thumbs, so that's the most I can use. Here we go. You've got to have a total confidence, certainty, clarity, conviction, and charisma in everything you do with your clients. That's right through from your marketing, advertising, publicity, and promotion, right through to the point where you say, ta enjoy your life, or oh, by the way, I'll be sending you an email next week just to make sure that uh, everything's hunky-dory in your life so you're kicking in that Hawthorne effect. Uh, number two, um, study. If, you, if you're going to go on any other courses in the future, because most people seeing this have already got bits of paper that say they're a hypnotherapist, but they're not making enough money. They've got too much month left at the end of the money rather than money left at the end of the month. Then what you need to learn about is proven marketing, advertising, publicity, and promotion techniques to get yourself more clients and clients that will pay you more money. Nobody will teach you more than them than I do in the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp because if they could and they had the balls to put the name to that fact, then they would offer you the same kind of one-year money-back guarantee. They don't. Um, do concentrate more on your mar marketing. is more important than what you actually do with the client, both A, in keeping you in business, B, in paying your bills, and C, which, which is twofold, because when you've got more money coming in, you can sit there with that client and give them 100%, which I consider to be completely ethical and moral. Given I, need that, you to be, I need you to be quicker on this question. Okay. But if you are worried about, am I going to get some more clients this week, uh, in the back of your mind, even at an unconscious level, because you're not earning enough money, how can you truly be giving 100% to that client in front of you? So you've got to run it as a business. That is the key thing, I would say. The key thing is run it as a business. And remember that hypnosis, don't bother. Well, oh, one other key thing. Don't be bothered if you got them deep enough. Are they in the right state of trance? There's only two levels of uh, so-called trance, I'm telling you now. Cooperative or uncooperative. Believers and non-believers. I, I love you, that, everyone. That, I really like that. And I have to say... And I'm not sycophantic. I've been accused before, and I know it because people send me the screenshots of being, you know, oh, he's so, you know, Alex this, Alex that, and other words that I won't mention. Um, but he's right on this. I totally agree with you. They're uncooperative. Well, they're cooperative. It's as simple as that. And and the bit about what Alex says when it comes to conviction, charisma, confidence, all of that sort of stuff. The client soaks all that up and they 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 will achieve if they have you in that state of all of those things. I totally agree. Alex, what's your hope for the hypnotherapy profession? There is no hope for it. Um, <laughs> it sounds flippant. I that sounds it, very I depressing. People, people who are watching this, uh, if you're watching it in 2022, you've probably got at tops, 18 years uh, maximum, and then the hypnotherapy industry, as you know it, will cease to exist. It will have transformed uh, for those who are truly clever and for planning um, into some kind of thing that um, ties in with virtual reality headsets uh, and stuff i'm not i'm not i know there's therapists that are already using virtual reality headsets and i'm not saying that that's the way everyone's gonna have to do it in the future i'm saying it's beyond that i'm saying hypnotherapy as you know it now will cease to exist because within about 18 years tops and i, I would actually hope it happens sooner so um the world 
he's going to wake up more to what they are walking around with. The fact that they've got personal desktop computer more powerful than any device that man can make. And when people do wake up for themselves, and they need to, otherwise we're all fucked. Um, and I'm not going to get all conspiracy theory, but go and do some actual research yourself on Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the Great Global Reset, the World Economic Forum, Sustainable Goals, and what this all means, and the stuff that's in my documentary, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, and realise that if people don't wake up to the fact that they're in control of themselves, uh, and stop being blinkered and distracted and put into this state of disorientation and confusion by the division, divide and conquer that people are being put into by the media, by politics, by the fear that's purposely being instilled in the world, uh, by the powers that be, then we're fucked as a society. Whereas if people wake up, A, we can regain control as a society, but B, in that process, people are going to realize they don't need an outside person to help them. They don't need a therapist to give them permission to leave that self-blame, shame, guilt, regret, and remorse behind. They can do it all for themselves because the biggest thing we currently do for them is give them permission to change, an excuse to change, the environment to change. But when it becomes socially more accepted, a norm, and therefore the perception of the people around them is that it's acceptable to suddenly go, you know what, I will change that thing in my life. And people won't point the finger of blame at them, mm. make them feel bad, which is what often causes uh, relapse. You know, people giving up drugs, they could do it for themselves. But then people go, John, if the person's called John, I see you've not, uh, you know, you, you seem to have been clean now for weeks. What's going on? It's in a therapist. If they went, no, I just decided to stop taking it. Family go, why didn't you do that sooner then, you silly idiot? Makes them feel bad. Sooner or later, to prove they're not an idiot, they relapse. Because then that proves it wasn't that easy for them to do. Whereas when it's more socially acceptable and everyone's more awake to the power of the mind, then the person could decide enough's enough when they reach that point, the point that they have to have reached at unconscious level at the very least for the work a therapist does to work for them anyway, um, then they could just decide to do it for themselves without fear of people going, why didn't you do it sooner? Yeah. yeah. And then that's how things are going to change massively. So now is the time to change. Um, I've, I've got um, uh, another question, which was quite a sweet, a, a sweet question, actually. Oh. I, it, this person said, says, I think Alex is a softie at heart. Is he? I don't know. It wouldn't be fair for me to answer that, would it? Because <laughs> logically, I could answer yes to that, and that'd just be something that I may have said in order to, um, you know, apparently come across better. Yeah, I, I, I think from what I mean, from, from what I know of you, softy, softy. I, I wouldn't say softy is the right word. I'd say really kind, actually. I'd say really kind, very, very bright. Seriously, guys, this guy is... If, uh, all is, right, is, here's how I'll answer it. And, hang on a minute. Okay. And is very generous. And sometimes I think misunderstood. I think so. I think so. I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I am a big fan. I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask you the blunt question I've asked tonight. 
but I am a big fan. The way I, I'm going to answer I've learned, Listen to me. I've learned loads from you. Loads from okay. you. And I think people need to see that front of generosity. A lot of people already do. But I think you could show it more. Possibly. But you know what? <laughs> Again, if uh, they say when the uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I, I paraphrase it as when the student deserves to actually be successful, then they will jump through certain hoops. And if one mm. of those hoops has to be that they have to get over the fact I might come across an egotistical, arrogant cunt, then <coughs> so be it. Um, but I defy anyone, and if you go to ultimatehypnosiscourse.com and fivestarhypnosiscourse.com and, and read uh, the testimonials from past students around the world, I defy anyone to find anyone who's in my elite hypnosis boot camp who would turn around and say that they've ever had an experience where they've contacted me to ask a question and I've not gone out my way. You are. Listen, Answer listen. it and help them and guide listen, them. Listen, listen, listen. No additional chance. <clears throat> yeah, listen. I, I I can say, because I'm coming towards the end now, guys, is that for me, and I don't give a toss what everybody say, you know, the, the trolls or whatever, Alex is, number one, he is an absolute encyclopedia of hypnosis. Number two, he's someone I've learned from, and that can be publicly mentioned, I don't give a toss. I've learned from three, you as well, And Steve. three, hang on, and three, he is the most generous guy i've ever come across in in terms of hypno, hypnotherapy teaching and teachers um in terms of what you give to people and i think i think sometimes sadly that is overlooked and i think some and, and i will say i do think those that um you know have a go at you sometimes the so-called experts self-appointed it's jealousy they're threatened I don't know if it's jealousy, it's more fear of the fact of them getting found out, the fact that most of them are incompetent. So um, outside of the uh, seminar room where they've got all rapport, where people are paid thousands to be on a course to learn a teeny fraction of what they could have learned in my elite hypnosis boot camp for, well, this is what really pisses them off as well. At the, it does sell normally for $5,000. Um but it's on offer at the minute, 497 United States dollars. <laughs> Don't you just love this guy? Any moment of fucking promotion in his But the thing I'm is, $497, <laughs> which is £397 United... Here's the thing, £397 United Kingdom sterling, one-time only investment, never spend another penny again. And I guarantee you that if you don't earn at least £12,000 more bottom line profits after cost... <laughs> In the 12 months from joining, you can have your money back. No one on the planet can offer you that guarantee. They haven't got the balls to. And I guarantee you'll learn everything you ever need to know about marketing. Alex, 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 and, and you're right. And I, I would never, I, I, I am a big advocate. And I would say you're going to listen. And you'll also realize you got ripped off for thousands for your training listen, by people listen. who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I would say to everyone out there, you learn a lot from this man. You really do. Alex, what are you going to talk about at Event 22? Well, I can allude to it, but obviously, A, we don't have time, and B, giving it away now would kind of defeat the object. But what I guarantee and promise that within my 
60 minutes maximum, there will actually be an alarm clock on the table that says... We might give you a little bit longer. We might give you a little bit longer. Well, I've been working this out so it fits within 60 minutes. Don't let all my work go to waste. I'm going to set an alarm for five minutes before, but I'm going to demonstrate three therapeutic um, techniques on people picked entirely at random by throwing a ball over my shoulder and then it being thrown around three times so there's no way of influencing who ends up at the front of the room. So I could end up with the total skeptics. I don't care. It's still going to work because what I do works every fucking time. Um, and then when I've blown everyone's mind and proved it doesn't matter where you tap or you where you wiggle your frigging fingers, all the algorithms is bullshit to blow up your own ego. Um, and it doesn't really matter what you say. I will then explain and expose that which is going to be built upon over the course of the day by yourselves, Wayne Durana, uh, Sue Peckham, James Holmes, Sonia yeah. uh, Richards, about these, um, and Daniel McDermott, about things like you've got to have the confidence, the charisma, the certainty, yeah. um, and stuff about the whole theatrical makeup that even when you're doing therapy for one person, it's kind of a show, it's just that you've only got an audience of one. Um, but that can be expanded to a bigger audience for more profitable group therapy sessions. And I hope, well, no, I don't hope, I will teach techniques that other people aren't teaching. And I will show you one or two things. Yeah, and, and, and guys, listen, every time. And yet, Alex's techniques. Well, I'm guaranteeing you here is many, in the many, many, no, I want to say this. Many I've I've okay. learned, I've taken on board. They are powerful, seriously powerful. So make sure, and and, and it's like a. I'm guaranteeing that in my 60 minute slot, I will teach you more in that 60 minute slot than most hypnotherapy trainers on this planet could possibly teach you in a fucking week. That is a word, a real worth in the real world, and is worth at least double, triple uh, the ticket price when you go and get and your ticket right now for event 22 in September. Guaranteed. Absolutely, and I would, and I would say. Well, I, I, I think I'll just do my last little bit here is that, you know, years about five, it's got to be about five years now. Five years ago, I, I well, more than that, I came across Alex. I never liked Alex William Smith, everybody. I thought, oh, my God, he's so full of himself. And, every you know, a lot of the, the things people say and how dare he say hypnosis doesn't exist and all this. So. I was very kindly invited to go on one of his courses, his weekend weekend course. My God, the best course ever that I have attended on hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Excellent. And that is why, everybody, I am a big supporter of this guy's knowledge, this guy's talent, this guy's intelligence. And I know how good he is. And that is why, as someone that I guess has some sort of authority, I, I absolutely have no issue standing up and shouting and applauding his talent. And I encourage everyone absolutely to come to event 22 or sign up for it. And also look into this guy's uh, learning opportunities because he is a leader and the the, the 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 word guru is 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 thrown out 
Can like, I just say? So and, does and everyone I'm, else. I'm, I'm, I'm finished my speech. This, the word guru is, is, is thrown out like confetti. But I'm telling you now, in terms of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, this guy is a guru. Seriously. And uh, and there you go. That's my absolute endorsement. And I make no apology for making that endorsement. And I say to anyone that's out there as a so-called authority is you need to start listening and you need to start getting into your conferences as well. It's just ridiculous. They're all just, I don't know. Well, nervous. to be honest, the conferences, the vast majority of these conferences are a bloody waste of time anyway. Well, so they can go and backslap each other and learn stuff that's frankly, well, it, the stuff they're teaching is like what's the point you're either already able to treat people successfully or you're not and if you're not and you think you need to learn a new technique to be more successful in that particular area mm. then the fact is you weren't taught properly in the first place which is sadly the case with most people out there um who haven't done my boot camp but what i did want to say about event 22 is there's not just me there that's the point even if you absolutely despise me Bite your tongue for 60 minutes while I'm on and take value from the well, you'll take value from my bit if you've got your eye your, your eyes open. Wayne, your Wayne open. Durana, Wayne Durana, one of your former students. Wayne Durana is going to be there. He's got a theatrical background, which is going to bring great value to everybody. Yeah. We've got um Daniel McDermid, author of uh, Stop Smoking, it's a doddle. Amazing guy. Um, we've got Sonia Richards, uh, author of Integral Eye Movement Brilliant. Therapy. Uh, yep. The definitive guide. We've got James Holmes and Sue Peckham. Amazing couple. Like over a million downloads that they've sold for the 12 yeah, weeks of well. Alex, this is this is why I enthuse about the people that are speaking because you know, you take those two guys who are not vocal, they're not like out there and loud, but my god, are they successful? And they get people like that. That's who we need to be listening to. And exactly. people like yourself, and people like yourself that, yeah, might have had a colourful background and, and might have been radical and, and whatever words we want to use, but do it, have the intelligence, have the genius, and that are delivered from real people. That's the key. You've got to know your market as well. And remember this, and I teach my students that there's lots of things that I did in the early 90s that made me a hell of a lot of money and still make me money to this day because of where they positioned me. However, they wouldn't work in the world we are we are now yeah. because we become yeah. more politically correct, which is a good thing. But there's so many things like comedy where you're not allowed to say something. The yeah. world changes. And the thing that you need to change and adapt with is your marketing, your advertising, your publicity, and your promotion. The techniques, there's nothing new under the sun. They come up with names to market you expensive courses, but I'm telling you now, I don't care which course it is you've done or you see advertised. If it's a psychological talking therapy that could be considered to be hypnosis or suggestion or psychotherapy in any manner, I guarantee you'll learn exactly how to do it inside the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, albeit it might be under a different name because they've trademarked a name and made a fancy logo so they can charge you thousands for some bullshit that actually you can find in books from the 1800s on mesmerism suggestive therapeutics there's nothing new under the sun ladies and gentlemen alex william smith alex thank you so thank you. much listen thank you so much for doing this I, 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 I think you're great. I'm a big fan. 
I've said it already. I absolutely believe everybody should listen to you. I believe that everybody should certainly do your weekend course. And I believe that they would get loads out of it like I did. So, and I can't wait for you to speak at event 22. It's going to oh, be brilliant. I've, I've, I've got some fun things planned for sure. Yeah. I like Anyone it. Who's Book. Book, use the link to... I will, I'll 22. give them the link. I'll give you... Guys, I'll give you the link. Remember, to Friday, the the day before, Friday the 23rd of September, because the event's on Saturday the 24th of September, Um, I am stopping at the Premier Inn Waterloo Street. Street, yes. Uh, brand. I mean, a little get-together. This, this is just this month. Book, book I, in to that hotel yeah. on the Friday, and I will meet you in the bar. I'll be in the bar from 6 yeah, o'clock, and, and I'll happily answer anything you want. Anything. I'll teach you whatever that, you want. That's my point. This is how generous this guy is, guys. So generous. He'll even meet you on the Friday night to, you know, answer any questions and advice. It's just fantastic. We're going to end there, okay? Everybody, you, everybody, have a great evening. Sleep well. And a big, massive thank you to the genius that is Alex William Smith. Thank you. Thank you very much.